This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Susan Hura. Susan is the Director of Conversational Design Services at Interactions. Susan, welcome to the show. Hi, JP. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Susan, we're going to talk about some very interesting stuff regarding conversational AI, but let's start with an introduction of yourself. Can you give us a very brief overview of your journey in technology from where you got started to to what's led you to where you are today? Sure. So I'm a linguist by training. I actually got into linguistics because of an interest in conversational AI. I read an article um, in the popular press when I was still in high school about the DARPA speech recognition competition that was going on in the early 80s. And I was like, talking to computers, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. So that is what ultimately led me to to going into linguistics. I I have degrees in linguistics. I'm my BA from Ohio State, and my PhD is from University of Texas at Austin. After that, I spent some time um, in academia. I was on the faculty at Purdue University, teaching and researching speech acoustics and speech perception. Following that, I was in academia light. I went to Lucent Bell Labs and bounced around a couple of industry jobs, but immediately before interactions, I spent about 15 years as an independent consultant working on conversational design, strategy, and where my heart truly lies is in doing user research and evaluation of conversational systems. Thank you for that overview, and it's it gives a good clue as to what we're going to talk about today, which is all about our conversational AI and the evolution of this technology. So tell us all about interactions as a business. Who, who are interactions? What is the mission of the organization? And then give us some insight into your role with the group. Interactions is a conversational AI company, and we're really uh, one of the leading players among companies who provide intelligent virtual assistants. Unique things about Interactions, we have a proprietary tech stack, and we actually blend conversational AI technologies with human understanding. And right now, Interactions communicates on behalf of some big-name companies, including companies like MetLife, City. 1-800-Flowers, and many others. We think that Interactions is unique in the marketplace, in the ability of our virtual assistants to navigate complex requests from users. So when people engage with our IBAs, they can just ask for what they want in their own words. We take the work away. So our IBAs take on the work of mapping users' requests to the functionality in the application, rather than making those users navigate through a a menu of options and trying to figure out how does my request fit in with what's here in the application. Part of Interaction's secret sauce that makes all of this work behind the scenes is what we call adaptive understanding technology. And that's actually the spot where we combine AI with human intelligence. So if 
our conversational AI alone doesn't understand what the customer is trying to communicate to us. We have human intent analysts who support the virtual assistants in real time behind the scenes, which means that we always have human beings there who can help make sense of the more complex questions and requests that end users give us all the time. And the, another cool thing I'll mention about interactions is that we're truly an omni-channel solution. So we don't just build voice conversations, although that's where we started. We have a, a, a solution that works across both voice and text-based conversations and across all the different channels that you might imagine. So including traditional telephony channels, but also SMS, web chat, social media chat platforms like, like Facebook Messenger as well. Susan, I want to spend a bit more time now focusing on the, the technology behind this, whether it's a combination of NLP or, or automation. Can you give us some insight into how Interactions uh, data team works behind the scenes and maybe an example of a, a, a typical project where a customer comes to you with a specific need and, and how you guys go about implementing this technology? Sure. The thing that Interactions is a company that, that clients come to because of our strength in, in some of the areas that are typically challenging for usual ASR systems. So for example, you know, we're pretty darn good at capturing things like names and email addresses, things that are unconstrained alphanumeric, which is essentially what an email address is. That is still one of the biggest challenges out there for uh, speech recognition systems. But at Interactions, because we have humans behind the scenes, we are able to be much more successful capturing stuff like that. So that's one piece of it that's maybe not, I think, the most interesting part. The, the real beauty of having our intent analysts behind the scenes is that they are essentially a data tagging machine for us. So rather than having to start with no tag data or with a very tiny set, what we are able to do is take in real user requests in the real application, in the real world, and fulfill on those requests because the intent analysts are there marking things up for them, right? So our clients are getting the benefit of having an IVA in place. But at the same time, what we are doing is we are producing tagged data. So user says something, maybe at the beginning, the AI doesn't quite get it, but by the I, by the intent analyst going in and saying, oh, that request maps to this intent, what we're able to do is produce our own tag data as we go. It's, it's a really powerful way of clients getting the benefit of automation right from the start. And for us at Interactions to be collecting our own data and building out and strengthening our models as we go. Yeah, it, it really showcases the power of human in the loop for, for these projects uh, so that people have explainability and, and trust in the work being done. So talk to us about the, the team, Susan. Give us some insight into the current makeup of the, the team at Interactions and, and how it mixes between uh, conversational design specialists like yourself and then the engineering and data science and how it all works together. I love the team at Interactions. We really have a people-driven organization here and we have a nice balance between 
a research team. We've got a super robust research team who are working on the stuff that researchers do, pushing the envelope, moving things forward. All of those next generation in conversational AI, we've got teams who are working to produce all of that. But the beauty of it is that that we're connected with them through a product team and then directly with the delivery side of the organization, which is where my design team, as well as our development organization lives. It's a really lovely cooperative process where we're not just saying researchers invented it, so it'll clearly be good. But no, it comes through 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 a vetting process, through the development organizations, through the design organizations to say, yeah, this is something that will actually help us deliver that transformational customer experience for our clients. And it, it, we're also then able to do this all in the other direction, where we can go to the research team and say, here's a problem that we are having in our delivery practice. What technology can you bring to bear? How can you come and, and build us solutions? So we think it is, it's, it, puts us in a super strong position because we're still a small enough organization that we've got those good relationships, but big enough that we've got a lot of breadth. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. Talking about the evolution of this technology, obviously interactions are are sort of at the bleeding edge of of this and it's a fast moving space. Can you speak to when you look back at the journey of technology within speech, what are some of the, the milestones that you've noticed and then to where we're at today and looking ahead, what are you most excited about for what's in store? Yeah, that's a big question there. As I hinted at the beginning, I've been at this for quite some time. So I've gone through, I feel like, multiple boom and bust cycles with speech technology where full organizations have been out there saying, and now we have speech technology and it's going to solve all your problems and make all your dreams come true. And it has turned out not to be the case a couple of different times. So when I was really first coming into the business, just straight up ASR, automatic speech recognition, was becoming commercially viable. That's the point at which organizations started transitioning their old IVR systems that were touchtone, press one for this, press two for that, to, to voice-enabled systems. And that was one big leap forward, right? It is often um, easier and better to be able to speak your responses rather than having to press the the touchtone keys. What we found though, is that it's not speech technology alone that is gonna make your dreams come true. It has to be backed up by a strong user-centric design practice. One, One of the things I'm famous for saying at Interactions is that technology gives you ingredients and design gives you dinner. So, Good technology is great. You absolutely need those ingredients if you're going to make dinner, but the technology alone is not enough to solve problems for consumers in the real world. We need to really um, think about what are the problems those users have? What are the expectations, the attitudes that they bring to bear when they are engaging with these technologies? 
And then we're able to really make use of the technology to actually solve people's problems in the real world. That's what design is about. After all, design is about outcomes. Sometimes I feel like we're mischaracterized because design sounds like making things, but that's not what it's about. It's about having this relentless focus on the people who are going to be using these systems that are built on the technology that is being developed and making sure that we package up the technology in a way that makes sense for them. So that was a lesson that that became very clear to me in the sort of previous generation of speech technologies. I think where we stand today with all of these significant advances is that we're at a point where a new generation of folks at organizations are having these same realizations. So the technology that we've got now is absolutely amazing, right? The kinds of things we can do with natural language processing, with especially with machine learning behind it and humans in the loop. And so the things we can do now were, were honestly thought of as out of reach when I came into the business. But, but I think people are just getting to the point of realizing that, huh, even this new technology is not necessarily enough to solve all of the problems for the people who are gonna use it. And same as I said before, it's not gonna make everybody's dream come true unless we have that laser focus on making sure that technology is usable for people. Susan, you've done a really good job of talking through the evolution and, and some of the peaks of interest and how that can taper off. It feels like we're approaching a, a new peak of interest on what the possibilities would be for this technology. You're sat in a unique position that you could probably speculate and hedge what's coming down the line in the next few years. So what do you see as being the next major adoption of conversational AI and, and what are you most excited about? That's a great and scary question. The first part of my answer, JP, is gonna be from my perspective as a linguist. I think one of the big gaps with conversational technology so far are due to a failure to understand how conversation between human beings actually works. That is, how do we as people use language to get things done in the real world? And this is a gap not just out here in the commercial world, but there's not actually a lot of primary research happening in academia about how conversations actually work. There's a few great researchers who are, are developing a field that's being called interactional linguistics. I'm super excited about this because that information will basically be give us a better starting point when we're thinking about how do we create an automated conversation. Okay. The next thing is I'm going to double down on the idea of user research. No matter how good the technology is, no matter how expert the people are who are going to be building an application, they're not the end users. We need to put these solutions in front of the people who are actually going to be interacting with them, observe them while they're interacting, and then talk to them. Find out what mattered what was relevant to them, what stood out, and what really didn't make a difference. If we don't do that, technology alone isn't going to get us where we want to go. And I think that the goal of interactions, definitely, but I think what should be the goal of the whole industry 
is to work towards creating truly conversational experiences where we're not focused on just what the technology can do, but to um, fulfilling our end of the bargain in a conversation so that we can create experiences that are comfortable and intuitive for people. Until we, we get to the point where we're building experiences that really allow people to trust us and trust the technology, that we're not going to reach that ultimate goal of truly conversational experiences. Susan, final question from me. Um, with the evolution of this technology and the growing uh, adoption, interactions are going to grow as a business. What opportunities are there going to be for people who are interested in this field and are on the technology side to, to come in and potentially join and work with you on, the, on this mission? I, I love that question. I think that one of the next big things in the evolution of this technology is a role that I don't think is defined today. What we, what I keep running into again and again is the need for someone who can effectively bridge the gap between the AI technology itself and user experience design. So I've said that we've got good lines of communication today, but I see a role in the future for a kind of hybrid person who knows enough about AI and the technology that underlies it, and also knows enough about the way people interact with technology to really serve as that bridge between the two fields. I, I've accidentally ended up knowing a little bit about both, and it's been super valuable for me. I actually see that becoming like a more formalized role, like an AI whisperer, somebody who can really think about what AI technology means when you put it in the hands of the people who are going to use it. Susan, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us about interactions. It, it's great to hear from somebody who's at the forefront of this wave of change with conversational AI and, and to hear what's coming down the line. But it's also great to hear about how critical the human in the loop element uh, remains to be. So we wish you, everyone at Interactions, the best of luck in the years ahead. And we can't wait to see what you guys have in store for us. Thanks so much, JP. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.